Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. We're coming up on our 50th episode, and it's a good time now to review some of the basics. I'll take various basic ideas and review them now. The ideas uh, will be repetitive of uh, things that were mentioned in previous podcasts, but this also uh, gives you a different perspective uh, on these issues from when I first an announced them. The first idea I'll discuss is how and why you can lift your spirits even in spite of all the bad things that are happening in our world today. Given Putin's invasion of Ukraine, the aggressiveness of the Chinese Communist Party, the threats of the Ayatollah Khomeini, and all the terrorist killings that seem to be going on almost everywhere, you might not be feeling too optimistic about our future here on Earth. If so, it might lift your spirits to remember that while this physical world is real, it is a real illusion. Ideas and thoughts are also real. There's a deeper underlying spiritual reality on which our material reality is based. While we exist in this material reality, our major presence is in the realm of the spirit, where we exist outside of time, space, and other limitations. Now, when we die, we gradually come to realize the illusory nature of our earth experience, which we willingly enter in <clears throat> in order to know firsthand the emotions that can only come from going through it. Now, when we go back in, we agree to temporarily forget the larger spirit reality so that we can play the time-space illusion game that we're all playing right now. But the thing to remember is, no matter how badly we do as a human race, even if we destroy this physical planet in time, we go on existing in the spirit realm, and we will join in co-creating many different types of realities. In some of those realities, we'll understand that beyond the illusions in which we decide to participate, there are no beginnings and endings. We'll know that our larger existence consists of co-creating anything we want under all types of circumstances and using various root assumptions, which, as you might remember, are the rules of the game, which in our case include uh, time and space. Okay, so we will be creating all types of circumstances under various root assumptions for a particular reality in which we happen to be participating. And those assumptions won't be like the ones under which we're operating now. We're always creating and experiencing as we choose. And there's never a, quote, time when we're outside of, quote, God which was, God was defined by Seth as the simultaneous infinite explosion of all that is. 
And it was years ago, you might remember, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that uh, a Jesuit was the first one who uh, mentioned to me that, uh, from his perspective, nothing can exist outside of God. And that is indeed uh, what I've come to learn. So no matter how bad things might appear to your physical senses, be assured that right now, the larger spirit form you, the big you, is existing in one big eternal joyride. Now I'll turn to another idea, and it's one that I humorously call no hope for the lazy. Now, when explaining some of the details of our existence between lives, the entity Seth, very humorously, because he had a good sense of humor, he humorously noted that he could offer no hope for the lazy. Actually, that, that was an introduction to a highly positive description that followed. He was referring to those who think that they will just sit back and adore God forever. Instead, he explained, once you get your bearings and you get past the illusory, illusory stage of the belief system territories, which you may remember Bob Monroe visited, once you get past that illusory stage, there are a lot of things to do and choices to be made. Are you going to incarnate again? Apparently, most of us will. And if so, when and where, and to which parents do you want to be born? In what culture? In between lives, do you want to attend classes in music, in science, in the personal expression of emotions, or in some other subject that will help prepare you for your next incarnation? I should point out here that although you are no longer bound by time, you are in the afterlife, you're in the in-between existence, you're aware that all things exist at once, and you can go back into the time-space illusion of earth life. You just have to play by those rude assumptions and choose your time period. That's why I use the word next. Now, in between lives, you can also have a lot of fun interacting with other spirits who are between lives, or with those who are quote, currently alive to some extent. If you, uh, if you choose to take a break from earth lives and make your progress in some other reality for a while, that's another option. Some of, some of us really do well in earth life. We love earth life and we're really good at it, while others don't do too well in it and would prefer another environment for their continued development. Now, Bob Monroe's travels out of body with his consciousness, give us some idea of the awesome number of probabilities that we can experience. And he did this by sharing his personal experiences and the information relayed to him by the entities guiding him along in his travels. It's interesting that while he was fully grounded in running an organization here on Earth and had the respect of many scientists, he remained open enough to new ideas and experiences and knew enough to ask the right questions while out of body so that we could all benefit from what he learned. Now, <clears throat> the next idea that I'll talk about is uh, controversial, and it is the idea of evolution as a religion. Some years ago, I sent a letter to the editors of the Wall Street Journal responding to the statement by another reader that anyone who considers evolution a theory and not established fact 
is 10 years behind the times. I'll read to you now my letter. Before I do that, I should note to you that uh, I had to keep up with business uh, as part of my uh, business, my, my method of earning a living, and uh, my letter, of course, was never published. My living, as you may remember, was in recent years to uh, work with people on disability who wanted to start a business or buy a business. So here is how I responded <clears throat> to the statement uh, that uh, evolution is established fact. Right? Here's the letter. A 1229 letter from one reader about evolution states that calling it a theory is a decade out of date. From my perspective, he is about 75 years out of date. By 2075, those of us living in the physical body will generally understand that consciousness creates matter, not the other way around. And that the person we think we are is just a tiny portion of who we really are. That we're powerful, eternal spirits who co-create what we experience. That we exist outside the body as well as in it. And that our consciousness is not limited by time and space. Now, scientists would know all that now if they did not stubbornly insist that information coming to us from people whose consciousness has escaped the limits of the physical body, that's commonly referred to as dead people, cannot be valid. It is consistent with their unfounded premise that if anything cannot be proven in the physical field, then it cannot be valid. But if they weren't so narrow and arrogant, they would know that in 1940, and I'm referring there to uh, <clears throat> Betty White uh, and Stuart White's book, The Unobstructed Universe. <clears throat> they would know that in 1940, where we, we were informed by such people, meaning Betty White and her invisibles, that matter is, quote, an arrested frequency, close quote. Everything that exists in the physical world also exists in the non-physical universe that surrounds us, but at a much higher frequency. Various consciousness gestalts, that's degrees of complexity, right? Various consciousness gestalts exist in spirit form, including those for humans, horses, apes, electrical sparks, etc. And when they manifest in the physical, <clears throat> they must reduce the frequency dramatically. Apart from that, though, how do the evolutionists square their theory with quantum physicists who tell us time and space are flexible and might not even exist outside of our awareness of them. They also say that we create probable universes, that at the heart of matter is not matter but only dancing energy, that even the tiniest bits of light or a rock are conscious, and that the world cannot be as it appears to our five physical senses. Those are the issues they should address if they want to, quote, prove evolution. Of course, when I, in that part of the letter, I was referring to the fantastic 40 conclusions of the quantum uh, physicists. From my perspective, evolution is as much a fairy tale as the idea that a spiritual being created the earth in six days. But how important is the entire question 
Given that Earth is only one probable planet in one galaxy, existing at one of untold trillions of frequencies. Religion is someone else's explanation of how we on this particular version of Earth came to be and where we're going. And it's with no scientific proof. Evolution fits. They tell us conscious beings developed as a result of chance meetings among material particles. But they have no proof. So let evolution be taught, but as a religion, not as theory, and certainly not as fact. Well, that concludes the letter. And I might add that uh, Rob Butts, Jane Roberts' husband, and Jane channeled Seth, uh, in some of the books he wrote extensive notes about evolution after he had researched it carefully, and he makes many good points, uh, different from those that Seth made but good points about evolution being unproven and just a theory. I'll end today's session here and continue next time with uh, some more of the basic ideas. Again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.